Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Free coming to you live from the Southern Quarantine Cabin in Boca Raton, Florida. We are every Monday and Thursday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't say it enough. And now I'm going to ask a question of you. Have you told a friend? Have you told a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa? Have you told someone with ears about this great podcast? Have you made it your Instagram story? If you haven't, I consider it payment. That's the currency I deal with. So I want you to tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. And listen, this is a gift. You're giving hours of free entertainment to someone who's sitting there staring at paint drying. Your friends are just sitting there staring at snow right now. They need something. This is about taking an hour, putting your brain on the shelf and letting Papa JT take the wheel. And if you need more of this great podcast, a little bit different but the same, uh, Patreon, three extra podcasts a week for five bucks a month. I do Luxury Lounge on Wednesday. I do one more email on Friday, and I do Coffee with J Train on Sunday. I gave you a free version of that show. I gave you, I dropped a little bonus epi in the feed, and you can go listen to a past Coffee with J Train just to see what it's all about. And and that's for you, your Welkies. So listen. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. I'm doing some shows. Shows, shows, shows. Uh, let's talk about it. Tampa, West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, is there other ones? There might be other ones coming, but JaredFreed.com, JaredFreed.com, JaredFreed.com. Now, very excited. Today's guest, new to the show, very excited, hilarious comic. She has a podcast called Side Work. Give it up, Brooke Van Poplin. Thank you for coming on. Hello, hello. God, you're in Boca Raton, my friend. That's right. I, I'm I'm sitting I it's almost tough to talk about with people. It's always bragging because it's oh, yeah. beautiful and nice and warm and I have a bicycle and I ride it. And you know, some people are in snowy northeast and I'm like, ugh, I can't. Not me. Nah, I'm I'm in LA and I just yeah. ordered I just ordered some roller skates. So you and I just everyone <laughs> everyone's getting what made you order the roller skates well i'm i'm actually a good roller skater okay and and when like i used to go to this great indoor ring called moonlight Rollerway, so fun themed you know david bowie nights all that all that Love stuff it. so fun and then when i was like oh like some of my friends are quarantine roller skating you know with a mask on getting together in parking lots i was like that just seems awesome Roller skates are like the commodity. You cannot find them. They're sold out everywhere across the world because it's a phenomenon. So I finally found some months later in quarantine. Well, these things are coming back now. People are going, yes. what can I do? Yes. And you're like, I used to roller skate all the time. And skates versus blades. What's the difference? You know, I, I feel like blades are if you are in venice like totally ripping ass well that sounds bad that sounds like you farted but just like Far, rip yeah. It, yeah you can do rip that in down. venice too you can well also you'll just crop dust everyone they'll never pinpoint you because you're tearing by on your rollerblades i feel mm -hmm. like um that's for like the serious you know person they're probably conspiracy theory uh believers too you know and roller skates <laughs> Roller skates give more of like a let's let's like, you know, kind of get together and be cute and not be very good at this. Uh, I got but maybe it. together we'll learn a new skill. But yeah, I get kind of serious and, and competitive and I'm obsessed with people who've gotten really, really good at roller skating. Well, this is great. I, I just think it's so fun that like people are like, OK, what do I enjoy doing? What do yeah. I what's a way that I can be feel good about doing something I like and you're on the hunt for these skates. Uh, I got were them. You were you borrowing people's? No, I've just missed out the whole time, you know, but <laughs> I, I do have a bike. I had two bikes, actually, which was like, you know, I had a friend who was like, please, please, can I have one of one of your bikes? And I was like, yes, yes, take it. You need yeah. it. Oh, my God. Like, you know, people are like, I need to be moving around on wheels. Like, I've gone back to like fifth grade, like summer camp hobbies too. like I make friendship bracelets all day now. Like it's 
whatever. Are you, Any- how, are you doing okay? Like when you say you're doing friendship bracelets, <laughs> like so, like I, my first inclination is, are you okay? Like that is. Yeah, now- I know, I know. It was fun. I got really into it because I was like, I'm going to mail someone. I'm going to surprise them, give them, Mm -hmm. you know, a good old fashioned letter in the mail with a delightful, you know, blast from the past bracelet. Um, It's just really soothing. I do a lot of gardening. I'm bad at it. That's okay. This is great. This is all things that like we're connecting with like the hobbies, the things that we used to like scrolling or you know we're running to do something else why not do it you know this is it's given us opportunity yeah by the way like i was unemployed for a good year and a half prior (laughs) to quarantine so i am like so i was like already shining in quarantine or it's like you motherfuckers better catch up to have nothing to do you know welcome to my world people Mm -hmm. oh it's it's my time now you know what i'm saying (laughs) you're a professional Stay, stay at homer which is great this i am is, listen i want everyone to go follow brooke at brooke vp on instagram she has a podcast side work it's out every fridays explain that give us the minute and a half trailer what is side work let the people know sure uh basically side work podcast is hosted by me and my co-host andrea wallace were veteran waitresses and bartenders we did that for 15 years all over mm. the country while we were trying to break into entertainment. So it's it's a podcast for service industry people. If you've worked in a restaurant, a bar, a fast food joint, you're a barista, you're a, you're a busser, you're a dishwasher, you're a line cook, all of the unsung parts of the job that don't get any of the love. Cause it's, it's like all the chefs and like food bromance, you know, sort of shows they've been dominating TV and airwaves for like 15 years. And this is really fun. Cause it's, it's from our point of view, how we deal with customers and it's gotten even crazier in quarantine. You'd think people would have more love and more care, but they're doubling down on being even crazier to the people who wait on them. It's very interesting. I have a couple of friends, uh, family in the quote unquote industry. Yeah. And it is another world like comedy. It has its own scene. You know, that was the thing that like I have a friend who, you know, has bars and it it is they hang out in a different way. (laughs) They they kind of mingle in a different way. The the lines in comedy, you know, the lines between friendship, work and relationships get blurred a lot of times. It's very an incestual industry just as far as where people go and work, even just, you know, with no relationships too it's all it's a very it's a, it's a place fraught for stories and it's, and interesting it's things to talk about well yeah we're like a hundred this will be our 110 episodes this friday and we haven't really repeated topics because they just yeah. keep coming and, and at this point it's like you if you've got a server submitted story you send it in from all over the world it, it just never ceases to amaze me the way people like deal with the craziest stuff. So we read that on air. We have like a total blast. Um, so I, I want everyone to go check it out. It's called side yeah, work. Thanks. It's the podcast every Friday. Uh, Brooke is hilarious and wonderful. What's a, so what is kind of a topic that has in the industry and I I'm calling the restaurant industry, the industry. Um, what's the topic that comes up the most right now during these COVID times? Like what is the kind of theme? Like, I mean, in dating, we get certain emails right now of like things moving fast. Old X right. is coming back. Right. What is the thing that's like kind of going on right now in that world? Well, there's like there's like the the ridiculous part of it that's easier to laugh and, and be frustrated about. But it, mm-hmm. it's just the the non mask wearing the non social distance, um, you know, people who like it's a privilege to be able to go out to eat in a restaurant and have someone who's who went from someone you ignored, you know, and were probably mm-hmm. rude to before quarantine now is an essential frontline worker who won't get a vaccine though, you know, and I know mm-hmm. you're in Florida and I'm in, in Los Angeles, different worlds here. One in three people have Corona right now. Like it's yeah. really bad. Um, but just 
like not wearing their freaking mask at the, the tiny little point, you know, where it's like, please just have it on while you're moving through the restaurant. Or if you have to get up and go to the bathroom, will you just please do the few things, the few safety measures, yeah. um, you know, and then another thing is uh, mask harassment, which is men uh, basically saying to female servers, this is pretty gross, but like, hey, why don't you take off your mask so I can see your face and decide how much to tip you? Come on. I'm dead serious. It's it's a problem and going I, I, across the I, country. I don't mean to be the guy that doesn't can't believe guys. Like I I believe it. Hi. I, I'm just I like for 15 years, and I heard it every which way. Thank God I haven't had to do it with a mask on. But it's a huge yeah. There's like there are basically unions are starting to rise up within the service industry like crazy, so that you don't lose your job if you want to push back against a customer who's fully sure. freaking harassing you. You know. I mean, and what can't, what isn't more obvious than that? You know, like, right. like, like, like that's like, an open and shut case. Like he asked me to take off clothing at that point. Right? right. And it's like, not only is it just devaluing you as a server and a human and a woman, it's yeah. putting you physically at risk. Like, of take course. Off, yeah. Take off the one thing protecting you in this shit show bar you're stuck working in right now. So well, it, people are wild. They're yeah. being wild right now. And, and here's the thing. Like you talk about Florida versus L.A. Like I, I actually I I just did a so I have a special coming out and yes, it's going to thank you. I'm very excited. Um, it's it's it feels less special when you're putting it out yourself on YouTube, but I put money into it and it's yes. um, very well done and I'm excited about it. And one of the, and it's all COVID material. So uh, oh and I, by, I'm sure by this time I will have talked about it a million times other places because we're taping ahead of time. But one of the bit and I it was bits that I was working on, you know, at breweries and wineries outside and on street corners in New York. And like I got to a half hour material and I was like, OK, let's put this out. And I did it in Indianapolis where they were having indoor shows, but they're doing mm. socially distanced shows. And listen, and I'm I try to stay empathetic to like every people and their atmosphere being a result of their atmosphere. And one of the right. bits is about how I watched New how I lived in New York and I lived in Florida. And they're the right. opposite ends of the spectrum. And it's like just to go by the rules of the atmosphere you're in. Like, right. you you don't right. have to make, you know, maybe you don't agree with your state's policies, but those are the, that's the state you're in. Then it's like, at that point, maybe you should move to somewhere else that's a little looser and you're allowed to do that. Like, right. Cause you're not going to make just, your point with the restaurant, you know? No. And, and it's like, and please don't like, yeah. don't take it out on them. You know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, like it, I, it's, I'm like, I feel like I'm going down a, a like a road of not being funny. And I promise no, you're, no, and this is, but this is what I what I love about this podcast, because right. the first question has to do with this. And oh, I think, well, yeah, because what we're talking about is so relatable in this time. It's relatable to the restaurant industry. It's relatable to dating. But I, you know, like when people talk about Florida, they're like, wow, it must be crazy there. I'm like, I do what I am told to do. And I what? do it in Florida and those and what I'm told to do here is different than New York, different than L.A. Right. And I think what happens a lot is and the thing that gets frustrating is people see a picture from the beach, Venice Beach, and right. they go, look at Venice Beach. You're going to tell us what to do. And it's like, yeah, you saw it from the perspective where everyone looks like they're humping each other. Like if you took a picture from that angle, everyone looks ridiculous. There's, you know, and then they start making that their reason to say, well, you don't have to wear a mask in Venice because I, look how they act on the beach. And you're like, I know you have taken a mental trip. So let's do the emails. I'm very excited. <laughs> Everyone go uh, check out Brooke at Brooke VP. It's going to be all over my social media, the podcast side work every Friday. Go, go, go subscribe. Be a part of it. I love when a show has a sh has a thing. And I like that you're talking about something that you don't see a lot in the podcast world. Please help me to distinguish between morals and unfair perfectionism so this is on the covid and we'll we'll leave this area brooke i promise you but i think this oh, is no. a, <laughs> I, this, i'm already like what up with this subject line ah, J i'm already like ding, J ding, ding, let's talk about it 
Love it. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. Jared, Jared, thank you for putting uh, your honest, thought-provoking, and entertaining work out in the world. Your perspective has been so helpful for my dating life and otherwise. Thank you. I've been with my boyfriend for six months. While I've been in serious relationships before, this is the first one that feels like a genuine, healthy partnership. He makes me feel cared for, seen, supported, hopeful, happy, and secure. Wow. That's my first time vocalizing those things. I'm not ready to tell him yet, but I love him. That said, I'm struck. I'm struggling. Oh, play you know, play the sitcom. Oh, yeah, play the violin. Here we go. That's that said. I'm struggling with our different approaches to the pandemic. I've been taking it very. She puts in capital seriously, mm-hmm. and I am completely panicked about getting it, spreading it to others. He, however, is a lot more laid back about it, and in life in general, and works in an office of 15 people where they don't wear masks. That makes me extremely nervous. He has he's changed his behavior outside the office to make me feel more comfortable, and has never made me feel guilty about it. But one of his coworkers tested positive last week, so I've had a lot of time to panic while quarantining. While I've been stewing over it, he seems to have already put it behind him and is still out running errands with a mask, knowing he was supposed he was exposed just six days ago. He was always been understanding when I talked to him about my concerns and he's his laid back nature has made my life lighter and happier in so many other ways. But I can't help but wonder if his covid actions highlight a difference in our values or if I'm holding him to unreasonably perfectionist standards because of my fears. If you have any thoughts. I would be so grateful. I guarantee I will be much more calm and open to your perspective than I am to his when I'm all fired up about the situation. Thank you for all you do. The projecting perfectionist. So, Brooke, what do we think? I think this is a very interesting, amazing email. Let me also commend the emailer because she gave us the whole story. There was no blame laid. She's just giving us the facts, it feels like. Well, because she's in a relationship. So that means there are two sides and two entities who are trying to get through a pandemic together. You're six months into dating and Mm -hmm. you have found the person you love amidst a global pandemic. Okay, honey, first of all, it's real. Okay, I am with you, too. I'm very scared. I do not want it for specific reasons. I don't Mm -hmm. have an underlying health condition, but I I, like, I don't even think that I would end up like on a ventilator or something, but I'm very scared of the long-term damage it could potentially do to your lungs, which Mm -hmm. is really frightening. Like if you're an active person and struggle with COVID and say the worst, like, so I don't even, it's just like, also um, there's no room in the hospitals here. So I don't know where you live. It is perfectly reasonable to be scared and not want to overwhelm your hospital system, get anyone else in your life accidentally sick, so on and so forth. That being said, though, um, what you said about holding him to an impossible standard, you need to zoom out and realize that you are nitpicking one particular area of your relationship that everyone is dealing with. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I don't think this is a reflection of the, the the big picture. And he also doesn't judge you and give you crap because I just met the love of my life in quarantine. We've never been on a date. Um, <laughs> How did you meet them? Uh, I went online for the first time on a dating site in 12 years. I feel like wow. I like got, got in, grabbed him, shut it down. I was just like, <laughs> you, you're coming with me. <laughs> like, like he was in a burning house. Get the fuck out of here. You're with me. <laughs> the yeah. portal's closing, <laughs> you know, because um, I was really scared because like online dating is already a world of fuckery. Totally. Uh, but then but then add a pandemic and, you know, uh, like a lot of social justice issues were going on too. like basically like my profile was like, I think COVID is real and black lives matter. Like that was about yeah. me, you know, <laughs> like that, if, that. if you don't, you know, if that turns you off, great. I don't want to talk to you. Um, but he is a way bigger hypochondriac than me right now okay. about COVID. So I'm on the other side, you know, I'm, I'm trying to see this from your boyfriend's perspective where I do always think of Sean, you know, and I have checkpoints and I communicate, which is the point is that I'm like, I'm at target. Just want you to know full transparency. Well, it's interesting that you're like, I'm taking this very seriously, but I know someone taking it even more seriously than me. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting before you revealed that you are seeing someone who takes it more seriously than you. 
I was expecting to you to be in the position of her, but you're actually in the position of the boyfriend in this relationship. Like you are checking in to say, Target's happening. Let me kind of gauge you. Let me let me feel out that response, right? Right. Like wrap your mind around it. You <laughs> yeah. know, be um well, and it well, was and I'm sorry to I'm sorry to interrupt and to go back a second. Yeah. But you said you haven't even been on a date. How have you guys gotten to know one another? I know. I mean, I'm just saying that it's like we've never been on a date in the traditional sense. We've never okay. been out to we'd have never been out to dinner. Um, we've never gone to the movie. I sure met his friends he's met a few of mine before things got real scary again here yeah and and we shut it down but yeah everything was it's like wartime romance where online dating has to be you know two weeks of correspondence you know (laughs) texting late night phone calls and then after we really decided we liked each other and put the time in we got tested so that we could do a backyard hang in person but you know it's like I was meeting people prior to that. I went on a few dates and it's like you're sitting on your own blanket 10 feet away from someone else in a park and you're like, this is different. But and also, you know, it's interesting to like you're like, I like this person. I found someone. But it's also we got to see what happens when there is a real date to be made, you know, our joke, our joke is that like we won't like each other when the world opens back up, and I'm gonna be like, "This is how you fucking talk to a waiter!" Like, sure. oh god, oh my god, he's one of those people people who talks through a whole movie. He's a fucking yeah. nightmare, you know. But it, it is, I think, what there's a very specific line that she wrote in yeah. her message that I think is like so amazing of her to say. He's always understanding when I talk to him about my concern. His laid back nature has made my life lighter and happier in so many other ways. And it's like relationships give you good. The the, it's gravity. What makes you go up also makes you go down. So you're going to have someone that you're like, wow, I love how light and fun they are. They make me a lighter, funner, more fun person than I have ever been. But you're like, also, that makes me so fucking nervous, and that's why I'm not light and fun in certain scenarios. You know, like, this is... So it's like, like I think, like, to judge... I, I, I think she needs to be open with her feelings about the office thing. Like, I think that's an okay thing to go, hey, can you wear the mask in the office? Or, like, that's a simple ask, I think, of someone that you're seeing a lot, Right. That, I think, is, like anything, a compromise. And if that's the thing he does to, you know, protect their bubble, protect their quarantine to make it possible so that if he has a scare, he doesn't have to go bye-bye for two weeks, you know, because it's hard being alone during this quarantine. Or even worse, brings it into, you know, uh, her her area... (laughs) Sorry, interface and no, well, I know well, it infects her. Sorry, it's so crazy the way we talk about this is like we're talking <laughs> about STDs. Like it's like, oh my god, sure. I got to make the call. Like I got to go down the list, tell all the people that I slept with. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, that's what makes it so hard is that it's like it's like one anxiety begets the next anxiety. Like right. you don't like it's like well then you have it and it's like does anyone here at this office live with their grandparents now? Like like it becomes that type of thing and it's like. I think for her, I think the thing that like is tough right now is to go down the road two years. Like no one can really do that. So like the idea that you met six months ago, you're feeling very deeply about this person. That's totally normal. Things are moving fast in quarantine. You're going right. through something together. That that right. makes you even closer. But I would also say like, you know, you can say to him, hey, the the office thing is bothering me and making me feel more anxious. How can you help me with yes. that? As opposed to saying, well, look how you handle the office. Maybe you don't care about anybody well, around you. I think that's a tough thing to do. That's, first of all, that's just like psychology 101. If you want to be an effective communicator, you don't come out of the gates in a conflict situation saying, you do this. You do it. You do exactly what you just said, Jared. You said, I feel this way in this circumstance because it it 
encourages empathy and for them to not feel attacked and to see your perspective and to let them make a rational choice or come to a compromise with you. And I have to say, too, like you are going through probably one of the hardest things. Hopefully you two will have to go through as a couple. You know, life throws you other things, but you are in a global pandemic right now and things are going to still be hard for a bit, but then it's going to get better. So if you two are doing as well as it sounds like you are, like, I think it sounds great. And the fact that you still feel light and at ease, all I can think is if he was a shitty partner, you would be an anxiety ridden wreck even more than you are right now. So I'm with you. I think you got to get, you know, talk about the the thing, not the overarching. What does this mean for the story? You know, we don't need the the narrative. We need just one specific thing. I would also say this pandemic has made us have to deal with other people's risk tolerance levels. (laughs) Yes. That that fucking sucks. You used to be like if you ask someone how they invest their money, you would never ask them that question. If how they invested their money affected your anxiety levels, you would go crazy when people some people are told, hey, you have a one in chance, you know, it's a one in a thousand chance of winning the the lottery, you know, and then other people hear that as a 990, whatever they, everyone hears the numbers opposite from one another. So understand how difficult this is and how risk tolerances are generally not like a six month into dating thing. Like, you know, like that's something you realize when you're like combining finances for the Mm -hmm. first time. And it's fair because it's like, you have to you have to basically be like, OK, there is science behind it and we have mm-hmm. to figure out what's what is the smartest thing that makes us both comfortable looking at facts and data. And like, girl, at the end of the day, it, it's as simple as him wearing a mask. Um, yeah. And that's like a real easy fix and Band-Aid, you know, for the situation. And uh, yeah, because everyone has a very emotional response to COVID and illness and it's highly personal and it's a multitude of ways people are all dealing with it. I feel incredibly lucky that all of my friends are really, well, the people I am talking to at the moment are taking (laughs) it very, very seriously and are really conscientious, you know? Um, Cause we had a scare like in our outer bubble. And I mean, we were all like, Oh God. And it it, it was, it's it. And it sucks because you're, we all are just waiting for the hammer to fall, you know? Yeah. And waiting for that one thing and waiting to be the hammer. That's another thing. And no one wants to be the hammer. And and that's, and and including this person's boyfriend, I would say as much as he's treating it differently than you. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Brooke Linen. How's your comforter looking these days? A lot like you feel, maybe a little lumpy, maybe a little deflated, no longer has the same fluff it used to. It's time for a refresh with Brooke Linen. I gotta say, the comforter is the most important part of the bedding. There, I am a person who is a, I'm a bottom sheet, no top sheet, only comforter type of guy. That's kind of my move. And if the comforter is no good, I've, you know, what am I doing here? And I got to say, Brooklinen went from like a company that, you know, I, I had heard of because of the podcast to one I get asked about. My mom legitimately goes, I need the Brooklinen. It's the best. It's, it's known by moms. That's how you know that it's good stuff, quality stuff. It's gotten to mom world. So I want you guys, if you're looking at your comforter and it's not great and it's old, it's the time. Here's the opportunity to do yourself a huge favor, improve your year. Brooklinen creates beautiful, high-quality bedding and home essentials. They work directly with manufacturers to give you a fair price. No middlemen, no markups. Their comforters come in lightweight, all-season, and ultra-warm to suit every type of sleeper and lifestyle. There's even a weighted comforter option for stress relief. I love that. They also offer a variety of materials, including an eco-friendly recycled-down alternative, 
and Brooklinen's comforters pair perfectly with their sheets, pillows, and duvet covers. There's a reason Brooklinen has over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. Treat yourself to ultimate comfort with Brooklinen's comforter collection. Go to brooklinen.com, use promo code JTRAIN25, that's JTRAIN25, to get $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code JTRAIN25 for $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code JTRAIN25. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Noom. Think about everything you've ever learned about getting healthy. There's a lot of contradictory information out there, and things like the old-fashioned food pyramid aren't much help. Enter Noom. It's not about what you just ate, but about how you eat in general. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you how to eat so you can accomplish your personal health goals and stick with them long term. Because you don't need rules to lose weight, you need knowledge. Noom teaches you about eating your cravings and how to build new habits so you can ditch your misconceptions and get smart about food and the choices you make. With Noom, you pick the health goals that are right for you, and Noom personalizes a weight loss program to help your aspirations become reality. Here's the thing. I love Noom. I love what they're doing because there there are no they're making promises that they can keep. Because look at the words they use in the copy I'm reading. It is um you know psychology, long term. You need knowledge. These are all reasonable things that a lot of other places aren't really talking about because they can't promise those things. Long-term is what it's all about. You want to be able to have the knowledge to be able to do these things and live a normal life while also feeling good. That is kind of the journey I am on personally. And Noom is very helpful for that because, again, it nips me in the side with little 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 factoids and it's got a great calorie tracker. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you why you make the choices you do and gives you the tools to replace your habits with healthier ones. Noom is designed by psychologists, but there's no scientific jargon or complicated stuff to remember. Noom makes learning easy. There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash J train. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom N O O M dot com slash J train. Sign up today at N O O M dot com slash J train. That's Noom dot com slash J train. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Brooke Van Poplin at Brooke VD on Instagram. Sideward that VP, v- I have a not venereal disease. I know. I'm v- sorry. I know. I know. We t- I wrote the P. Looked like a D. I wrote it wrong. Brooke good. VP. It's going to be all over my social media side work. That's the podcast. <laughs> Ask a mutual friend for first date advice. Okay. J Train Shelby, my producer Shelby is is not here today. He was feeling sick. Uh, let's you know, knock on wood. But we've only seen each other virtually, so he is no hammer in this situation. And no a steam guest. So I, 27 male, recently asked an old middle school, high school acquaintance out on a date, and she said yes. She wrote her number and a little heart in my freshman year yearbook many years ago, but I was too much of a dweeb to reach out at the time. Over the years, we have casually stayed in touch over Instagram with quick chats about our common interests, but things never went further because of distance or both of us being in relationships. Fast forward to present day. I was going through my old things, getting ready for a cross-country move, and I stumbled upon the yearbook and saw her little note. Thankfully, she has the same number all these years later, and we got connected. That's crazy. It turns out she's making a similar move and will both end up in cities relatively close to each other on the other side of the country at pretty much the same time. This is a rom-com. I asked her out and we set a date for before we both leave for the move. I have a general plan for the date theme last Sunday in hometown, but I'm wondering, should I reach out to a mutual friend of ours on hints, pointers, likes, dislikes to help prepare for the date? Would this be too much for a first date or could it be a cute way to find out how this person uh, I really like and 
how to show this person I really like an even better time on our date. Thank you for putting out a great show and doing what you do, your fan Alex. So what do we think? Should First he reach all, out to someone? <clears throat> this is such a cute, crazy story. I know. I'm like I'm like quickly writing down the plot, and then you see <laughs> you see me sell a screenplay here in L.A. Thanks, dude. <laughs> the yearbook starring, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Um. First of all, as a 27-year-old male in the age of technology and being ruined by the internet, you know, your whole life, uh, I say bravo to you, sir, for putting in effort and caring mm. as someone who has struggled for a long time in terms of, you know, it, it's it's a problem with men. Um, and, like, it's generational, too. It's not just in your age group, but effort is... I think it always looks cute, um, especially when it's just inquiring to a mutual friend. What does she really love these days? You know, so that you can surprise her. And if she finds out, in my opinion, she'd be like, that's thoughtful. Um, mm. If she hates it, well, then that's a little red flagish, to be honest. OK, I you don't think that let's say they go on this first date and then all of a sudden He's doing this Sunday, last Sunday in hometown theme date. And he's like, and here's your favorite restaurant. How'd you know? I don't know. And here's your favorite color flower. How did you know that? Like, is there is there too much in this in this scenario for you? I, I think, you know, and also if he gets to hear this email before the Sunday last mm. date, then listen to us and keep your friend out of it, you know, because I think there are ways to be creative and it's also okay to lean into like what do I really like that makes me feel good to share because it it might turn her onto something she's never done before either with the the point is you're sharing something about yourself um and you don't have to fully cater everything to her if you do though there's a fine line between finding a few things that interest them and paying attention versus laying it on too thick where then yeah. yes you are you are sort of like well that's that's creepy, you know, yeah. and no guy likes to be considered a creep. I, I think it's just kind of, uh, yeah, having having an inner monologue of like, I think that's enough. That should I, be good. Well, I love what you said in the beginning because women do love a plan. So like mm -hmm. the idea that he's in planning mode, you're already doing great, dude. Like this yes. is already good. Um, I, I would kind of, I'm going to give some like kind of warnings because. Yeah. I, I think all of this is cute in a world where you guys end up married. All of this, like, like, like you guys move away. You, you know, you found her in the yearbook. You found the number. You reach out to a mutual friend. You get some like kind of crib notes to know that she likes certain restaurants over other restaurants, even small things, whatever. But the effort you're putting in right now with someone where you have this backlog of very emotional relate emotionally relatable subjects you have to be aware of like this isn't a frivolous date to her so like this is going to be a serious like i i've just i think a lot of guys what they don't realize is like doing these things means more it means this is mm -hmm. a high-end first date this isn't yeah. just this isn't just and you're kind of taking advantage of these past memories to create relatability and you're taking advantage of two people that are moving to somewhere new and don't know anybody or maybe know very little people. So just understand that this date, like you can't just do this date before you go and then get to the town and be like, oh, that chick. Oh, I think we went on a date before we went. Just know that this is like you're doing a high. You, I think that we all have to realize that there are high end first dates and right. there's low risk first, high risk and low risk first dates. That's what I mean. Not high end, high risk, low risk. This is a high risk first date emotionally. So if you do reach out to friends now, know that that mutual friend is now involved. Now it's <laughs> eyes on this thing. So like, I'm not telling him not to plan, but I'm telling him just realize the more you bring into this, the more emotional kind of things you bring in the more you are expected to be responsible for a you know a higher level situation that you're getting into well and i'll tag on to that too um don't over plan have too much of an agenda mm -hmm. and where you're like if one little thing goes wrong 
that you're worried about all this shit you put together and you're not being present and being there and being yourself and being relaxed and showing the best version of yourself. And if you're in like event planner mode because you you worried so much about all the little things and the details, even though that's nice, like at the end of the day, it it, it really is like one nice sort of thought and effort plus you being great to be around is enough for a great yeah. day. Unless, unless you're, you know, unless she's like a high maintenance bitch, but you know. <laughs> well, also what you're saying is so right because it's like you put all of this into the first date and it's like at what point are you worried about getting to know this person and like you have to set up a date that you cannot like the person too. Exactly. You know, like you don't want to just be in, you know, in, you know, uh, you don't want to be the maitre d' for someone else's time. You want to also, you want to be having your own time too to see if you like this person. It's been since high school, middle school. It is not a slam dunk. The problem I think with a lot of guys is like he's saying, I would have sex with her. So what? All I got to know is if she likes me. And it's like, that can't be the end of your equation here because it, what that happen, what, when that happens, a lot of guys get blamed and rightfully so for being like, yes, you did this just to fuck and now you're backing away. And it's like, well, you did this whole magic show to like wow someone instead of, wow, you know, liking it yourself. Well, it's because they've they've turned it into a transaction. You know, versus like an authentic, like, let's actually see if we like each other because we can always have sex on a third date or whatever. Sure. Because like this guy and he sounds genuine. He sounds excited. He sounds like, you know, even at age 27, if you are capable of of wanting a long term relationship, I think that's fantastic. It's also okay to not want that at that age. And what have you. But right, like what Jared's saying is like, you might not like that person. And if you just found out that they're a horrible racist or something, and you're now <laughs> on the portion of the evening where you're stuck in the helicopter ride with a racist, like, yeah. sitting, you know, like, don't go so hard, my friend. They they could be, a, you know, bad news. And now I you're lo- like, oh, fuck, I paid so much for a hot air balloon ride. I love The Bachelor, and there was a date last night where oh, really? he, he spoils, like the the Bachelor spoils the the woman, like a, in a in a pretty woman scenario where he's gonna like shower her with a new wardrobe, and I was like, it's the worst date on The Bachelor because you're like, he first of all, it's not his money he's spending. Second of all, it's like, you know, what are you what are you getting out of this? Like to like your treat. No, ABC's treating her like right. you aren't even seeing and and she's going, oh, my God, this is amazing. All she does is thank you. So it's like there's no real like slipping That's- in the mud or like, you know, like there's no real thing where you learn about the person. Well, and it's like, and then where do you go on the second date? You're like, and yeah. now we're at now we're at Denny's, bitch. Sorry. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. We should name this episode Now We're at Denny's Bitch. Uh <laughs> Brooke Van Poplin at Brooke VP on Instagram. Sidework. That's the podcast. Every Friday. Go listen. Love, love, love the premise. What gives? Hello, thank you for such great content. Hope you can solve this one. I was seeing a man that I work with, but in different industries. He is a builder. I'm his realtor. He's fresh out of a six and a half year relationship, July 20, 2020. Uh, And we were seeing each other for about a month, October, November. I took a trip, got COVID. We didn't see each other for about three weeks. He went dark on me. I found out that he started seeing a couple of, a couple other girls. And when that was over with, he and I started chatting and going to lunch and even hanging out outside of work situations. We talk on the phone every single day, multiple times, email each other. He's not a big texter, but we do occasionally text. We see each other two to three times a week and have long, lingering lunches. Out of everybody in my life, I talk to him the most. When I asked him what was going on between us, he said that he is in a weird place and he is broken from the last couple of women that he dated. They were a bit, they were batshit crazy, dot, dot, dot. He said that he likes me and enjoys my company, my banter, my friends, everything about me. I've done nothing wrong. He just doesn't know what he wants and cannot tell me what the future holds. We had, we have had sex in the past, but since we are hanging out again, he hasn't even tried to kiss me. He is aware of how I feel. He says that he hates dating and just wants to focus on one person. And I don't think he sees anybody, any, I don't think he's seeing anybody else. 
am I getting played? Thanks for reading. I hope to hear back. So what do you think, Brooke? I mean, listen, there's always a chance (laughs) you're getting played. Well, for those of us watching on YouTube, Brooke just gave the eye roll of the century. I loved it. (laughs) I loved every second of that eye roll. It was like in slow-mo for me. I, it, it, what was the, where'd the eye roll come from? I'd love to hear. The eye roll came from you desperately wanting him to be a fortune teller and predict the future for you. You know, it's just like, yes. like, first of all, cut it out, ladies. We, we do this because we, we like timelines and schedules and it's biologically real. I, I get it. You know, we invest more and attach harder, um, more quickly in relationships, but okay. So this is interesting. My, my brother got out of a 16 year relationship and is dating 16 years. Were they married, married, married for 10 of it, have a five-year-old. Okay. So, and my brother is 39. So he's a okay. total eligible bachelor. Sure. This guy got out of a six and a half and some chain or whatever it was, your relationship. He's like six months out of it. So he's a lot like my brother in that he's balancing two worlds and you need to have some empathy for the fact that yes, he is someone who is capable of monogamy and likes a long-term partner, but he hasn't dated in a long time and is also exploring what's out there and trying a few different styles of dating before he probably ultimately settles back down for the long term with someone new. Um, And you have to hold a little space for the fact that like it is a roller coaster because I don't know how old you are, but he was probably married too. I'm not really sure. It's interesting what you're saying. I I agree with everything you're saying, I, I I think there's also the um I love what you said about the fortune teller. Like she's coming to him for direction. Yes. And and uh, it feels like based on her email, um, that she doesn't feel comfortable having her own rules, and she's right. allowed she's allowed to have her own rules and. I'll tell you what she's embarrassed of. I can say it right now. They hooked up before. He went dark when she got COVID. He finds new women. He comes back to her. They're having great time talking. She says, we've had sex in the past, but since we were hanging out again, mm-hmm. he even he hasn't even tried to kiss me. He's aware of how I feel. He says he hates dating and just wants to focus on one person. I don't think he's seeing anybody else. Am I being played? You're not being played. <clears throat> he is coming to you and enjoying you and your company. You are playing yourself by not admitting to that this like hangout is affecting you. And that's okay. Right. It's affecting you to spend time with someone who won't be more than just that person who's spending time with you. At that point, you have to look at him and go, hey, I have to back away from this. Because I, I'm sure, and I, I, I'm, I'm sorry for assuming, but it sounds like someone who's like, I have feelings for this person, but... I'm stupid for having feelings because we've already kind of broken up before. But it's like, no, you can get feelings in any way. You can get feelings for the right. barista at the coffee shop and know that you haven't even spoken to them. So you should probably not go back in there. You know, like you have to right. protect yourself. You have to give yourself some rules that feel a little ridiculous. I'm not saying like go hit on the barista. I'm saying like if, if you s- slip the barista your number and they don't respond to you, time to find a new coffee shop. Exactly. So, I think this is a scenario where... This coffee shop, this guy is giving you exactly what he wants. It's okay to say to him, hey, this hangout, as enjoyable as as, as much mm-hmm. as we're talking right now, I'm moving forward. So right. I need to let you go. I think that's the only solution. Right. And you have to ask yourself, is a relationship in the sense of companionship or friendship, does that have any value to you? Mm-hmm. If you if you can only picture him as someone who's not kissing you again and you feel like you're living in this state of rejection, then that's not healthy for you and it's okay to have a boundary and be like, yeah, I, I can't be friends with you because I am looking for a boyfriend. It is okay to say those words. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, you have to have boundaries. Women, we make ourselves too available all the time. 
too available. She's very. I mean, this person's very available because yes. she's basically saying like, we. I don't talk to anyone more, and it's like to him, this is all he needs. And you have two different needs. Your needs are different than his. Obviously, right. they don't match. Well, and also be wary, uh, you know, and it's okay to be upfront and to just state what you want is like, I would like to date you. Also, have you moved in to try and give him a kiss and get things rolling? If he rejects you at that point, then there are bigger questions to ask, because right now it might be that he feels like a creep that you you guys dropped off, had like a COVID, you know, dark blackout or whatever you're saying. Like it went dark for a bit. He dated a few other people. Maybe he feels like, you know, like does she like she knows this. Maybe she thinks I'm gross and doesn't want me to make a move. Yeah, um, I, I maybe I think it's more that he's like like the idea that he hasn't even kissed her and she's making herself pretty available. Like he's he knows I kiss yeah. her. I am now leading her on. In this world, right. I'm not leading you on, even though you're being led on. So in somewhere in there, he respects you and cares about you as a person, which is great, but he's also taking advantage of how available you are. So yeah. don't let yourself be this like um, emotional support fake girlfriend for this person. Um, be- that's a great way to put it. The emotional support girlfriend is what she, that's, that's like, that's it because, yeah. and she's allowing that to happen. Cause she's like, hopefully I become the real right. girlfriend one right. day. Yeah. Right. And that's and not going to happen. Men, men do this. Um, it's a very weird, it's like the female version of a friend zone. That's so frustrating where you're like, what is this? <laughs> um, but don't, don't let him practice his dating skills on you to use on a future, you know, <laughs> woman or something like that. Like you have to have a boundary. Are we friends or are we dating? Because I want to date. And if you don't want to, I'm, I'm moving on. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Best Fiends. You don't have to be a hardcore gamer to love this casual game. It's made for adults, but fun for all. I love Best Fiends. It is the perfect game to take your brain, put it on the shelf for a good 10 to 15 minutes when you're having a tough day or just stressing out or you're doing the work day. You need that little moment to just kind of treat yourself to a little bit of meditation and I consider Best Fiends that for me. I'm working my way up the levels. They're fun. They're, they're you know, there's challenge. They're challenging, but they're also like, uh, you know, it's a light thing. And, it, you know, it's it's good on your eyes. Best Fiends is the binge-worthy mobile puzzle game that's free to download. With Best Fiends, there's something new today and tomorrow and every day after that. Literally thousands of levels to play and counting, plus tons of cute characters to collect. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Go, go, go. Best Fiends. Download free on the Apple Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Brooke Van Poplin. Brooke, can we do one more email? Is that okay? I would love to. Yeah. I'm like, awesome. this is fun. You're killing it because I have, so I'm going to forward you an email. Okay. Um, It is a, it has screenshots. It's an old one because we're running out of screenshot emails. People, if you got a screenshot email, send it in. I want, I want to see the, I want the tea. I want the, I want the, the proof. These are the fun ones. So we do them at the end. I'm forwarding it to you now. Um, but it's from way back when in October, okay? So I just forwarded it to you. Um, I'm going to start reading it while you pull it up. Is that okay? okay. Absolutely. Um, question for you, since this has come up a few times over quarantine. For context, I've been with my boyfriend for 10 months. Question, when a guy I used to date texts me out of the blue and obviously hasn't looked at my AIG, which shows I have a boyfriend. Well, not obviously, Wait, okay, hold on. I'm going to get in this too. Sorry. Okay, so question. So she's been with her boyfriend for 10 months. And then she says, when a guy I used to date texts me out of the blue. And then she puts in parentheses and obviously hasn't looked at my IG, which shows I clearly have a boyfriend. I'm disagreeing with her. 
I don't think that means he didn't look at your IG. I think that means he doesn't give a shit that you have a boyfriend. What am I supposed to say? Do I entertain the conversation until they ask me out and then reply, sorry, I'm seeing someone now? Or do I try to bring it up as soon as possible as to not lead them on or waste both of our time? I feel like it's kind of aggressive to right away be like, hey, I have a boyfriend, just FYI, and I prefer to not ghost, ignore someone. I I love this question because she's right. When you get into a new relationship, 10 months, that's pretty new-ish. Your phone is blowing up with the people of your past. That can happen. Also, people get out of their own relationships. All of a sudden, on your phone, you're like, where did this person come from? And they're like, hey, how you been? And it's like- You don't want to be like, hey, I'm good. Stay away. I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Like, it's like you sound like you're a little up your own ass. I can understand right. that. Right. <laughs> so an example of this awkwardness is below. Hopefully you can advise on how to handle this in the future in case it happens again. Many thanks. So um, why don't I be the dude and you be her responding? Okay. You be the blue. I'll be the gray. You ready? Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. I never know what <laughs> I'm, I'm like. I don't understand. Okay. All right. Ready? Did okay. I just, so this is Sunday at 5.09 p.m. Sunday, if you're getting a Sunday text from an ex, you know exactly what that's about. That, those are the sad hours, Sunday at 5 uh, p.m. Right? So you, yeah, you, your, your programs aren't on yet, and you, yeah. really, you really fall off in those hours, those dwindling Sunday scaries. Okay, so did I just see you, stranger? David. Hello. No, I don't think so. Been home all day. Perhaps a mask lookalike. Ha ha. Ha. I thought it was you. What's new? Are you still out here? Oh, fun. She's an L.A. girl. Okay. (laughs) Still in L.A. Yeah. Just got home from finally seeing my family. Starting a new job in a week. How about yourself? Oh, congrats. Yeah, was actually in Tulum last month. Oh, this guy's out there. Uh, This guy's great. He's he's (laughs) yeah, he's bragging. He's building up his case. Yeah, he was just in a club where they had them put on like war paint and stuff. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I was in Tulum last month starting a new company. So was there working remote. What is the new gig? I mean, is there a more L.A. conversation than working remote in Tulum? Uh, nah, no. And and yeah, everyone having gig work, you know? So yeah, she's like, ah, a new company. Amazing. What's the new one? Oh, I don't know. That doesn't, it's a nonprofit based in Australia producing for a mentorship TV show. That's awesome. If you do go to Australia, I can first dibs on hiding in your bag. It's a platform for doctors and lawyers. Let's catch up this week if you're around. Congrats. Sounds interesting. Uh, You know, I'm pretty packed this week and also should mention I have a boyfriend, too. He's a doctor, so maybe interested in your company. Ha ha. Yeah, if he has his own practice, we would love to help. Oof. Yeah, that's when he does the pivot real quick. Okay, And then she says, ah, not quite there yet. He's got a couple more years at least. So, Brooke, what do you think? Do you think she handled this correctly? Is there a different place to put it in? What do you, no, uh, I, I think, I think she, uh, she found like, she found the organic place to shoot her shot and yeah. to establish, um, that she's seen someone like that was actually masterful. I yeah. feel, I, I really, I sign off on that. That was a masterclass. I love it. I'm so with you. I think that was a masterclass as well. I, I couldn't agree more with you. I think the, I, I think giving someone a chance to get in touch with you for a reason that isn't about their penis right. is okay. And you know, totally. like let's, let's like, let's give, let's give everyone the benefit of the penis, you know, like oh, yeah. in this scenario. And you did, you looked at him, you go, Hey, what's going on? I mean, his opening, I can see how women around the world that listen to this podcast are eye rolling immediately. Well, did I just see you stranger? It's like, we know what he's doing. It's right. funny. It's cute. Everyone is allowed to do that type of approach. He didn't. Of course. He didn't harass her. He's, you yeah. know, he's going. I, I think, like, on the level of coming back into the fold, as douchey as Tulum, my new businesses, this is fine. This is all like, and when she throws it out there, I agree with you. Like, the perfect shoot my shot. Like, hey, just want to be up front. Because right. you did make an offer to see me. I'm right. not going to see you. There's no reason for us to see each other. No, it's not going to happen. And then when you get to dunk on someone and be like, oh, that sounds like something my boyfriend who's an actual doctor yeah. would enjoy. 
Zing it a ding ding ding. Um, and, and he played it off perfectly. That yeah. may, you know, like, and he, you know, he he put the hat in his hand and he went, okay. God, you know, I I just imagine his penis taking off one of those old hats. Like, well, thank you, Miss. Gotta go. And a, and a good day, my lady. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of great because you know what? I feel like they both they both like were sniffing butts uh, yeah. respectfully and then got out. It was like a dog park interaction, you know. A respectful butt sniff. That's yeah. perfect way to put it. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. Brooke Van Poplin, thank you for coming on. This is so fantastic. I love it. You guys, I feel for everybody. Dating and COVID is real. You know, it was hard enough. And now pandemic. So many nuances, nooks and crannies. And it's a pleasure to do this podcast with you. So thank you. Everyone go follow Brooke at Brooke VP. Go follow, go follow the podcast Side Work every Friday. I'm Jared Freed. We're here Mondays and Thursdays. We'll be back next episode. Boom.